This webcast is for informational purposes only. The content provided does not constitute medical advice or diagnosis, and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The opinions and information provided during the webcast are for informational and discussion purposes only. We do not warrant or guarantee the accuracy, completeness, adequacy, or currency of the content provided. This webcast is not a substitute for professional psychological or medical treatment, advice, assistance, or services. Should you or a family member need help with any of the matters discussed during the program, please contact a competent, licensed professional for assistance. Hi, I'm Dr. Merle Griff, and I'm so pleased to welcome you back to Caught Between Generations. This show has been designed for you, a caregiver. So whether you're caring for a child, grandchild, adult child, parent, or even a spouse, Caught Between Generations offers you information and quick tips to help you make the kinds of changes you want to make, but couldn't figure out how to do so given your time constraints. At the end of every show and on my blog, I try to provide you with ways that I hope helps make your life more manageable. These are the takeaways, and the takeaways are user-friendly tips because, look, let's face it, you don't have time to meditate for an hour a day, but you could be mindful for a few minutes as you are getting out of your car. You don't have the time to journal your thoughts throughout the day, but you can take a few minutes in the morning to reframe your perception of the day ahead. I hope you're going to take the time to read through some of these takeaways and let me know how things are going with you. Write to me at Dr. Merle at CaughtBetweenGenerations.com. So what are we going to do with our time today? Actually, we're going to discuss something that I think is the essence of building relationships between you and your child or you and your grandchild. Before I began working with seniors, I was a play therapist. My area of specialty was 3 to 12-year-olds, and so play was a very important component of communicating with the children. Playing with children is so important that I developed a brief therapy technique called family play therapy in which I actually taught parents how to play with their children. This is how important play is. The value of play is really underestimated. There's actually a more significant correlation between a child's ability to play at an appropriate developmental level and academic success than there is between early academic learning and later school success. Play is also an important element in managing the behavior of children. Playing with your child is really one of the keys to managing the behavior and getting them to cooperate with you. The stronger the relationship molded through play, the more they want to please you, and then they'll behave and they'll become more cooperative. Research shows that children ranked a parent's willingness to play with them as one of the most important things a parent can actually do for their children. Today, we're going to discuss one of the ways you can accomplish this. This will have benefits for you as well as for your child or grandchild. Rebecca Cohen is the author of 15 Minutes Outside. Mike Robbins states, and I quote, that this is a must-read book for people who want to bring more joy, connection, and fun into their family. For those of you who live in a very cold climate like I do, this show is for you. And guess what? For those of you who live in a very hot climate, this show is also for you. Welcome to the show, Rebecca. It's great to have you. 
Oh, it's great to have you. So, Rebecca, the book is called 15 Minutes Outside. Let me just play with you a little bit. So why 15? Could be 20, could be 10, could be 5. Why 15? Well, 15 Minutes Outside is doable. And I have to say that that was, the title was a choice by the publisher because they really wanted this to be a helpful resource that that made families realize how doable getting outside is. That's great. So continuing in that same vein, why not 15 minutes inside? Well, we're always having 15 minutes outside. And, you know, it really started, the whole concept of the, the book just started with a personal goal that I had for myself of spending more time outside with my children because I noticed I was always rushing to spend time inside. So what are the benefits of spending time with the kids outside as opposed to inside? Well, I really feel that outside, without the four walls around you, everyone has literally enough space to be themselves. And with my children, for example, they would be bickering inside and then I would take them outside and they would be best of friends. So I immediately recognized as a parent the time outside was not only good for us and brought us closer together, it was a parenting tool for me that made my life much easier and was great for all of us. So if you say nothing else during the, this entire show. The fact that you said the children stop bickering will be the selling point. That will be it. People it are really now is. rushing to throw their children outside and go. Well, with it them. was the hook for me. I, I made this personal goal for myself to get outside with my children every day. And, and my book proposal initially was about that journey, that 365 day journey. And my publisher said, no, 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 no. That's going to scare too many people away. Rebecca, what it really is, it's, it's about how do you make your life easier with the outdoors? And, and that's what 15 minutes outside is all about. It's good for all of us. So let's talk about weather for a little bit. You're in Denver. I'm in Ohio. We're both, we both live where it's cold. So what do you do on the days when it's way too cold to go outside or you're in the middle of a blizzard? Well, I think it's all relative. You know, I think people in Florida and California have days when they feel that it's too cold. But what I look for is what's our time and our schedule that we've already allotted for something, whether that's breakfast, snack time, and look at ways to take that outside. So for example, and this is relevant to any time of year, including winter, is my children would actually get ready faster in the morning with the promise of 15 minutes outside before school. So even in winter, I would make hot cocoa and a warm muffin. They would get all ready, lunch is made, and my kids were in elementary school. I had never seen them be so motivated to do something. And they would play outside for 15 minutes before school, even in the wintertime. And you just put on an extra layer or two. And what happens when we're cold? I hate being cold. I live where it's cold. When, we, when we're cold, we start to warm up and move faster. Our heart rate gets going. And then suddenly you're peeling off a layer or two. And you're laughing and you're smiling. And it really is that first step to get out the door that is tougher. But in wintertime, it's literally just an extra layer or two. Make sure you have your hats and your mittens and your boots right by the door. Have some extra blankets if you don't like things getting uh, wet or uh, towels right by the door. And, you know, look for ways to, to put that in your routine. So the second thing I would say there with your routine 
is snack time when they come home. There's nothing worse than kids who come inside and they're bouncing off the walls. And when they come home from school, have your snack outside, even in winter. We would have a game. My kids in winter would run around the house while I got snack ready inside. And then they're outside, they're having snack, they're laughing, and then they get their wiggles out. And then they can come inside and do homework in the wintertime. Of course, if it's nice enough, I always recommend to do homework outside. You know, it's interesting you say, you know, if it's cold in Florida, because I was going to ask you a question about when it's too hot to go outside so that our listeners who live in warmer climates, you know, but I, I forgot that some, you know, I've been in Florida when it's 41 and I walk into meetings and people are like, oh, I could barely get out of bed today. It was so cold, you know, because they're not used to it. Well, and it's interesting to think about, you know, the opposite, as you said, what do you do when it's too hot outside? That's when I suggest using water and shade to help you, you know, think of things that you can do that involve water, shade, ice cubes, you know, you can, if you have toddlers, you can put them under the shade of a tree with a bucket of water and ice and measuring cups. And, you know, suddenly everybody's happy and they're, they're, they're cooled off. That's great. So you've listed some of the benefits for me as the caregiver, all right, me as a parent, me as a caregiver. I mean, what are the other benefits for me? For you as the caregiver? For me as the parent or the caregiver. You know, one thing that I try to do just in my daily routine is I try to take a lunchtime walk because whatever is going on in my life, that quiet time for me is my lifeline. I can, whatever problem is going on again with the space to just notice the details of nature around me. It helps me breathe easier. You know, I'm a better caregiver when I give myself a little bit of outside time too. So let's talk about grandparents for a moment. So I'm a grandmother my husband is often with me when, when we're with the grandchildren. He has problems with mobility. You know, he uses a cane and he has some difficulty walking. So what about taking our grandchildren outside? What are your tips? What are your ideas, you know, for being with them outside when you have, you know, sometimes you have difficulty being outside? Sure. Well, of course, um, no matter the time of year, you know, think about the things that you enjoy doing with your grandchildren. What are those special moments together? And think about doing those together, um, whether it's reading a book. Now, granted, if it's in wintertime, try to get in the sunshine. You could even wrap yourselves in a blanket. You could get a, a little portable outdoor fire pit. You could watch the stars at night. You know, the kids don't have to stay up as late to watch the stars um, in wintertime. And that's actually something that my father, who's a grandfather, um, adores doing with the kids. He loves watching the stars himself. He loves taking the little ones outside. You know, it's not so late that it's, that they're up past their bedtime. Um, roasting s'mores, you know, these are things that don't take a lot of mobility, but allow you to enjoy together, just noticing what's around you. And I know for my father-in-law, he was so good with the boys, just when they would go outside, he would, even before they could talk, he would just start talking to them about what was around them. So just noticing a particular tree and looking closer at the leaves or when the leaves are off the trees, you know, looking at the bark and the branches and just, 
you know, they talk about the benefits of reading aloud to your child, just even the benefits of describing to your child what you see around you really helps uh, you and the child become much more present in your surroundings. So do you have any tips or suggestions for families going outside, you know, multiple generations, three generations going outside? So one of my favorite things to do is for everyone to suggest something and to take a vote. So what's interesting about this idea is that you can't possibly make everyone happy, but you, you get the sense together of, okay, we're going, everyone's going to suggest ideas. We're going to vote on them and whatever wins wins. And we're all going to have this new experience together. Some people will be happy because it was the choice that they chose. Some people will be out of their comfort zones because it's something that they didn't choose. Um, but I always say you're either going to love something new or you're going to have a very good story to tell around the dinner table for years to come. <laughs> so tell me about stories. Let's talk about stories for a minute. So do you have favorite stories that you've either heard from your readers or you've experienced in your own family? Well, so what I love about what I've heard from other people is just with the concept of 15 minutes outside, there are a couple of things. I've heard from a parent that she really didn't realize how much her children wanted to spend time with her. And that asking for fifth, they would ask every day, can we have, they would look forward to mom, can we have our 15 minutes outside? And it was something that they would enjoy together. The second thing I would say is readers just sharing how they're much more present to, to the beauty that really existed around them every day that they were perhaps rushing around and not noticing before. And then, of course, from my family, I just, we have a lot of uh, memorable moments, I would say, where, you know, perhaps it was cold. There was one particular day that the family was fighting inside. <laughs> my husband looked at me and said, do something about this. It's like, I don't know what to do. I was like, okay, we're all going, we're all going outside. And it was, you know, 30 degrees Fahrenheit. It was cold. There were snow flurries. And we just started walking down the street and we were laughing at my husband because he wasn't dressed properly. He still does this today, even though we live uh, in a place where it's cold six months out of the year. And he was cold and he was shivering and we just all started giggling um, at him and we just kept walking because, of course, within 15 minutes, you know, your, your heart rate is up, you're getting warm, you're peeling off layers. And arguing inside, going outside, diffused the anger. And we were outside at least for an hour before we came home. That's a, that's a great story. I really enjoyed hearing that. Is there anything else that you think, any tips that you think you know, that are really important that you have found really works for people? You know, again, it's, I, I think a lot of us say, might say that we, you know, where do we find the time? And I think with anything, you, you look at what you're already doing. And what helped me was just the realization that with recess time dwindling, for example, that the amount of fresh air that my kids are getting uh, would be up to me. And as a parent juggling all sorts of things in our lives, we need to find ways to make it easier or how, you know, how do we make something so good for us easier for us? And really it was 
it was just by starting. I think it, literally if you just start, if you just step outside and, and have, you know, have things by the door that you need. Um, you know, even today, my kids are a bit older and all the hats, all the gloves, all the boots are just right by the door and the coats to just make it easier to step outside. So breakfast, snack time, getting the wiggles out, looking at the star, you know, think of the easiest easiest things you could possibly do and just start there. I think that's part of the prejudice, though. I think people, when they think of outside play, they think of it as being extremely active, you know, and people, you know, running and, you know, lots of activity going on that's fast moving and fast paced. And so I think whether it's a senior or whether I think it's a parent who sometimes is having some mobility problems or maybe even a child, I, there may be a hesitation there about what can I do? What am I doing outside? Because I really can't do what's normal yep. outside. Yep. So some suggestions might be, in addition to reading a book, drawing, taking a sketchbook or a piece of paper and a pencil outside and noticing what you see. Um, I think that's why I like snack time outside, because we're always having sex. There's always a reason to have a snack. And think of, think of a wonderful, you know, comforting wintertime snack, like a, a muffin and hot cocoa. It can be so uh, comforting, but you really don't. I think the outdoors can lead for some to more activity, um, but otherwise it's really an opportunity to be more present with those around you. And, and it really is, it's just this matter of, of just stepping out the door and seeing what happens, having no plan. You don't have to necessarily have any particular plan and whatever happens, what I found has been good for me and good for my kids. And one time made me want it more. So with holidays upon us, and even if listeners are listening to this at a later time, there's always some holiday that's upon us. Um, do you have suggestions for families that are gathering? Sure. A few things that I love to do are to create your own bird feeders. You can take bagels or bread. Um, if you have any peanut butter allergies in your family, you can use shortening instead. Uh, you can just put on bird seed or some uh, chopped nuts that you happen to have around the house. You can do that with pine cones as well. You just need some string or pipe cleaner, and you can decorate a tree that's outside your window where you can check every morning and watch the birds together. That's a nice one. Actually, you know, I had forgotten about that. That was an intergenerational activity we used to do where we took pine cones and we put peanut butter and um, birdseed, I guess, in, in the peanut butter, mixed it together, and then put it in the pine cone and hung them outside. The kids, it was a great activity. And the seniors and the kids both liked it yeah. a whole lot. Yeah. Another one is, is pipe cleaner with Cheerios. That's another just very simple. It doesn't... Some families have those things in their house already, and that's just another simple way to do bird feeders as well. That's great. Any last comments or thoughts to share with us, Rebecca? One thing that I'd like to say is think back to your best outdoor memories. And I think we all, no matter whether we're a parent or grandparent or caregiver, we can think back to what some of those things were 
and the feeling that that brought up. And what if you could have that feeling more often in your life? Um, and I welcome your listeners to check out beoutsideandgrow.com. It's my website just for lots of different ideas and inspiration because everything that I have created is it's based on that feeling and wanting to give that feeling back to others. How old are your children now? They're 11 and 13 now. And I wrote my book 15 minutes outside when they were four and six. So it's been a a huge gift personally to see my journey with them to get outside every day when they were little and how they've become outdoor kids and how they understand the balance of being outside. Sometimes they'll be sick and they'll be home and they'll say, you know what? I think I just need to get outside. I think that will help me feel better. You know, they make the relationship now between being outside and their well-being. That's great. Rebecca, you mentioned your blog. Will you mention it to us again and your book and any other contact information you have? Sure, absolutely. My website is beoutsideandgrow.com. And some of the resources I have are 15 Minutes Outside, which is an easy activity for every day of the year. PJ's Backyard Adventures, which is a new early reader series for kids to be encouraged to play outside at a time that they're learning how to read. And Rebecca Plant's Curiosity Cards, which are 50 open-ended questions that are portable that are great for multi-generational time outside. That's great. That's great. Thank you so much, Rebecca. We really appreciate it. And we're all going to try to get outside. Great. Have a great holiday season. Thank you so much. You too. My takeaway today is for you to realize the value of play and the importance of play, not only with young children, but even with teenagers and even older family members. Play will help you forget other things for a period of time. It will help you relax, take a breath slow down for a few minutes. It will help you laugh, which is one of the best exercises in the world. And it will help you to connect or reconnect to another person, not as a caregiver. And this could include even your spouse, who sometimes often feels left out because you're so busy taking care of parents and children. Children will play almost anything you want. They don't really care. The important thing for them is that they have your attention and you're playing with them. So sit down for a minute. Just just do it. Just sit down for a minute. Well, of course, unless you're driving. All right, you'll sit down later. And think about what you used to enjoy doing as a child. Think about it. What games did you used to play? What did you enjoy doing? And then teach your child or your grandchild the games that you used to play. Teach them an alternative to sitting in front of a computer or an iPad. Maybe it was coloring. I recently bought a set of jacks to play with my granddaughter because I loved playing jacks when I was a child. Maybe it's action figures or clay. You know, it really doesn't matter what it is. I have had really tough adolescents walk into my play therapy room, cross their hands and announce that they are not children and they're not playing with anything fine. And then suddenly within the first session, we're playing cards or they're playing with the clay. Or yes, even these tough gang members are back playing with action figures. In our hearts, we all want to be a child again, even if it's just for a few moments. Playing is fun. Remember, 
It relates to later academic success and also helps you to manage behavior. Playing is also beneficial for seniors. After my mother's stroke, I brought her a special card holder so that she could continue to play cards, which was something she loved to do. This time with her was very, very special to me, and it was a relaxing time for both of us. This is Dr. Merrill reminding you that fun is okay. As a caregiver, you're stressed and always at a time. But a few minutes a day just to reconnect through play is an investment in caring. Remember, you can listen to past shows on Web Talk Radio or Caught Between Generations. Take care of yourself. And you know what? Plan to have just five minutes of play sometime today.